This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Or maybe have or will be voting shortly. It is an important day, so let's make sure we go out and do our duty, and then we'll see what happens when the all the votes are counted. Uh, on that end, I do want to remind you this channel, One Rental at a Time, is for you. Uh, a lot of the content I create are based on your questions. And something that I have done a horrible job of mentioning the last several weeks is Saturday mornings, 8 a.m. Pacific, I have been doing a live Q&A right here on YouTube. What we do there is I usually get a couple of questions up front, and then I just interact with you throughout that 60 minutes. So no, if you want to talk, you want to ask, you want to be involved, you want to interact with me directly, Saturday mornings, 8 o'clock, I will be doing them weeks on end. And if you want to go back and kind of review the questions that have been answered, there's probably 10, 15, maybe even 20 hours of recorded Q&A sessions. That deserved its own video. And that is, hey, Michael, you've been a landlord for 20 years. You've had thousands of tenants. How do I know I will be a good landlord? So I've given that some thought. I've created kind of 10 traits that I think you need to have at least most of these, if not all of them, to be ready to be a good landlord. So uh, I just jotted them down. They're, they're written one through 10. I don't think, I don't really feel that's the order, right? I didn't take time to prioritize, but let's go through them. If you are a landlord, Listen to the top 10 or these 10 and let me know what you think. It's possible I've missed some, but these were the 10 that I noted. And again, I thought of myself and I thought of others who have either been good or not enjoyed being a landlord. So number one, especially if you're a full-time employee like I was, you have to be comfortable with process and procedures. The more that you can templatize, the more that you can structure the communication with your property manager, the more expectations that you can set, the smoother, the cleaner, the lot less time-consuming all your communications will be. Last thing you want as a landlord is for everything to be a one-off, everything to be an exception. So in the beginning, the first several years, really focus on establishing process and procedures. Even to this day, after 20 years, there are still exceptions. But realize we're always trying to get process and procedures so my property manager can just deal with the daily interactions. I have chosen to have a property manager since day one. I do not want the tenant phone calls. I would enjoy my property manager taking care of about 90% of the interactions and then call me for the 10% exceptions. So that's something that I believe. As we get into this and we're going to go through the next nine, I want to stop here and remind you if you like these kind of videos, live, real talk, not YouTube algorithm stuff, do me a favor and hit like and subscribe because I am here for you. 
So at the end of the day, realize the channel is meant to help you get better. It, we talk about money, investing, real estate. We're not here trying to get clicks in some silly YouTube algorithm. So do me a favor, hit like and subscribe. Number two, uh, trait of a good landlord. In my opinion, you need to have a short memory. If you're a landlord, stuff is gonna go wrong. And if you let stuff eat at you during the day, when I was having, you know, had a very stressful career, it really could have caused me, it really could have caused impact in my day job. And I needed my day job to pay my bills. I needed my day job so I could save. I needed my day job so I can invest more and earn financial freedom. You really have to have a short-term memory. You get a phone call, tenant broke their lease, tenant's not paying, tenant's fighting the eviction, tenant broke a window, whatever it is. Deal with the exception, move on. If you let being a landlord interrupt, interrupt your sleep, that's a problem, right? If you can't sleep because something is going on as a landlord, probably, probably not a good idea. Now I understand the first time I had a fire claim, I didn't sleep that night, it was horrible, it was scary, but insurance took care of it, it was a, a non-event. So the second time we had a fire, pff, no big deal. So there will be things that cause sleepless nights. Just really focus on reducing those over time. Number three, delegate, delegate, delegate. Yeah, you can't do everything, nor should you. You should be spending your scarce time looking for the next deal. You should be looking to you know, reduce expenses. You have to realize that you're the owner. And especially if you are working towards financial freedom, you need to um, focus where your time is best spent. Delegate. Uh, this was hard for me in the beginning. I wanted to see everything. But once you, yeah, it's just not, not a good idea. I know you want to be in the weeds, you want to be involved, but trust me, if you don't delegate and yes, lose some control, you're really going to stunt your growth and you're going to be stuck at some point. Number four of 10, realize there are 10. So this is number four. You've got to make the hard calls. I'm very clear and I've said it, I don't know, 100 times on this channel. I fired the first four or five property managers I had. First of all, they were all my fault. I didn't qualify them well. I didn't reference check. I didn't know what I was doing. I thought they were all the same. I, you know, I made a decision on price and just... Dumb, 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 dumb. But as the owner, you've got to make the hard calls. And that usually means firing, right? I think you should be slow to hire and quick to fire. Money is involved. People are involved. Bad stuff's going to happen. People that were once great will have life events and they're not great anymore. So just realize that you as the owner, you need to make the tough calls. Don't delegate the tough calls. Make them, live with them, move on. Number five, kind of in the same guideline, is trust but verify. Uh, something I have adopted over the years is everybody gets one mistake, right? You tell me X, Y happens, we talk about it. But if that happens again, might be time for that tough call. Trust but verify. Again, it's your business. Um, you know, one of the things that I did early on with the first couple of property managers is I would go see them. 
I would tell him I'm coming on Saturday, right? Because I only could visit on Saturday or Sunday. And then the next weekend, I would not tell him I'm coming. And it was amazing what difference I saw. That is not okay. So again, be willing to trust, but verify. Number six, this one's interesting. You gotta have a heart, but also appreciate it is a business. If you are a landlord long enough, you are going to hear all kinds of stories about rent not being paid, about rent being promised and not coming in. And it's a business. You have to pay your bills. And, um, you know, what I have done over the years is if tenants and they notify me up front that they're going to be late some month, maybe it's month 15, maybe it's month 13, whatever it is, I give them the benefit of the doubt once. And then I hold them to it, right? If they come in and say, hey, I'm going to be late, we check. They've been on time for 12 months. And they say they're going to pay on the 10th. We go, okay. And then we call them on the 11th if the money's not there. So you've got to have a heart. But realize in that same example, if you've been with me three months and you're already calling and telling me rent's late, no break for you. Right? There's, you know, the trust has not been established. So these are things that you need to uh, understand. It's It's tough. You can't be totally callous like some people talk about where, it's all this or all that, especially in a health crisis. It's, um, you know, I do believe that karma is real. So you as the landlord can be equally exposed to bad karma or good, good karma. So realize it's out there, but just tenants will have it happen as well. Number seven, landlords think long-term. A lot of social media, flipping, wholesaling, lots of people want the cash now, the quick money. Landlords think wealth, long-term, conservative. And they keep fixated on that, right? They, they, they're in this for a decade. They're not in this for 10 months. And that helps smooth out the ups and downs and, and what's going on. Number eight, you're conservative, right? You're conservative in your numbers. You're conservative in your budget. You don't over leverage. You want to be in the game regardless of the ups and downs in the market. Fixed rate versus variable debt. More down than less. Uh, again, you want to be around no matter what happens. And, you know, some of the high leverage folks do really well when the market's like this. But then when the market goes, or like this, they're out and you can pick up some of their assets. So, again, conservative, long-term planning. So we got two more. The biggest thing for a landlord that's been doing this a while is you start to realize that it's not vacancies that kill you. It's not vacancies. It's unit turns. Unit turns. I would much rather keep a, a unit vacant frankly, all year, then put in a questionable tenant. That's something you learn. In the beginning, you're like, damn it, I'm not getting any apps. I, get, I have to put somebody in and you take a, a maybe tenant. And then sure enough, six months later, you're filing eviction and then you have another five, six, $8,000 turn because they just beat the place up. I would rather keep a unit vacant for a year than put a troubled tenant in them. Think about that. And the last one is landlords do not focus on shiny objects. We're laser focused. We're going after the next rental. We're not distracted by 
Airbnb, house hack, cheap properties out of state. We're just, we know our market and we are moving forward and it's on to the next one. And that's really where one rental at a time came from. My book was just that, was okay, got the next one, fixed it, rented, move on, go and get the next one. So that was what was important to me. That's what I'm trying to do. So again, remember, Every Saturday at 8 a.m., if you want to be a part of a live Q&A, you want to ask me a question, you want to see what I'm like, please join that. We, we answer, I answer the chat comments online in real time. Uh, we do daily financial news videos at 7.30. And of course, if you have a question, ask. You never know. I might create a video just for you. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Don't forget to vote. Bye.